Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Home run derby is getting ready to launch, I guess. Why not? Yeah. By the way, if you want to watch the whole home run derby in its entirety and you keep uh, getting blackouts or the signal gets dropped, just keep in mind that it's at T Mobile Arena. T Mobile. I think reception might be the issue, huh? T Mobile. Better than Boost Mobile. Jeez, that set the bar low. <laughs> Mint is the one I always see advertisements for. Mint. Ah. All right, do we know who's going first in the Home Run Derby? Has that been announced? No. Okay. So it will come to us as it comes to everyone. Which is fine. There's your dude, Macklemore. Big Seattle guy. Got a little Seattle jersey and some thrift store pants on. I got a fun stat for you. Dak Prescott is one of five quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era to start three or more divisional playoff games and go winless. Okay. Okay. That tracks. Who's the last quarterback to do that before Dak Prescott? Oh, man. If I had to guess. Yeah. If I had to guess, I would say Tom Brady, not because of the results, but he's so prolific. No. Oh, God, who is it? Dak Prescott is one of five quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era to start three or more divisional playoff games and go winless. Okay. Who was the last quarterback to do that before him? Oh, God. You know who I think it is? Isaiah? Are you you ready to hear this? I got a good guess. I think it's Tony Romo. It's Tony Romo. Oh, my God, it's Tony Romo. (laughs) It's the most joke team of all time. Oh, my goodness. I think I blame you guys. <laughs> Do you remember you remember back in the nineties, Isaiah? No, you don't. No, you weren't born. Yes, yeah, I remember why. So anyways, back yeah. in uh the late eighties and early nineties mm-hmm. I was there. They had this really good coach and general manager. His name was Jimmy Johnson, who made all these amazing acquisitions. Correct. Made some really smart trades. Sent Herschel Walker packing. Yeah. And then this guy, I don't know if you heard of him, this guy named Jarrah. He took over the general manager position, and they haven't done anything since. So there's your magic bullet. The Cowboys are the only franchise with two quarterbacks to play in three or more divisional round games without winning one. Oof. That's not good. Only if they had Cooper Rush. Any Cooper Rush in the playoffs. That kid's a winner. The infield of, so it's not PNC Park, what would you say it's called now? T-Mobile Park. The infield of T-Mobile Park is You're doing a T-Mobile impersonation. Yep. <laughs> so what they've done is they've put a stage. By the way, the... our lovely friends at T-Mobile, 505-246-0610. We'd love to change our opinion on T-Mobile <laughs> for money. So they've put these stages 
on the infield. And the players are rising out of them the way that Cody Rhodes rose out of the stage at WrestleMania. Of course, it's had to go to wrestling. Why wouldn't it go to wrestling? I mean, there's... They're That's shooting, what this is. They're shooting fire at the back, out the back of the stage. You're going to tell me right now. They've got fire and smoke. Oh, and everyone. In Seattle? A Rosarina and Garcia, who both come out, as soon as they get out there, they do like a cool little dap. Mm-hmm. And then I'm assuming paying homage to one King Griffey Jr. immediately turn their hats around backwards. Of course it is. I love this. There's, there's pyrotechnics. Next, there's Adley, fire. Adley Rushman comes out. Apparently, he hates King Griffey Jr., not even wearing a hat. No. Went hatless. So the, they cut away from him. Mm-hmm. They said, get away. Everybody but you. This is sweet. This this is sweet. I wouldn't expect Seattle to do it this big. So Luis Robert Jr., is that his name? Luis Robert. Robert Jr. So he came out, full hat backwards, walking out with his bat. They both do like a little pose because they're facing off against each other. The exact same way that two heavyweight fighters would pose against each other at a big like WWF show. Exactly like that. Yes. Except for, oh, you said WWF? Yeah. I thought you meant like a, a real sport. Uh, like So instead of like what you just said, it's like two fighters squaring off against each other, holding the knuckles up, but instead they're holding baseball they're bats. They're holding the bats. Yeah, holding bats. Just with like, their hats backwards in Seattle. Just like the baseball Furies. But not Adley Rushman. No, he let his locks out. He's trying to get a contract with Pantene Pro-V, yes. I think. Oh, and not the straight lace Mookie Betts. He's got his hat on straight. I hate Mookie Betts in this moment. Just quit and go bowl what you're actually good at. If he turns his hat around, I'm going to be in. He has a second to redeem it. Let's so he see. walks up to Vlad Jr., they do super soft. Nope. Dab. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I hate him. See what happens when bowling's your number one job? I hope he <laughs> I hope he gets a offer out there. I hope he just hits a bunch of super soft groundy boys. Mookie Betts gets a lot of dongs throughout the season. Sure. Talking about home runs. Obviously. But they're not <laughs> monster shots. Like, they just barely clear the fence. Yeah, wall scrapers. So I don't think he's going to do, I don't think he's going to do great in the derby. Fantastic player. Better bowler. He's a good bowler. He's the best bowler. The best bowler is probably Kyle Bowler. He's pretty good. Yeah, he was a good bowler. Mm -hmm. Julio Rodriguez, who's from the Mariners, also hat forward, and I hate it. Here's the thing. Seattle has two players ever Mm -hmm. in the history of the franchise. One, Ichiro Suzuki. Mm -hmm. The other one? Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. is number one. He's number one. Say him first and last. Edgar Martinez is number three. Cusp. Hold on. Big unit? You're not talking, you're not putting big unit behind those two? King Felix. Big unit over King Felix. King Felix probably five. Jay Buhner, honorable mention. John Olerud, double honorable mention. He played for too many teams. He's not a Mariner. Had a cool hat. Yeah. One of my favorite Ricky Henderson stories has to do with John Olerud. You hear this one? About the hat? Yeah. Yeah. Give it to Isaiah. He's never heard it. Isaiah. So Ricky Henderson. Okay. There's more stories about Ricky Henderson than there are about any other player in the history of baseball. Ricky Henderson was at spring training one time and uh, just started on this team, walks up 
to the guy playing first base and is like, I used to play with a guy who had a hat like that. And it was John Olerud who wore a earless helmet when he was fielding. He's kind of known for his earless helmet that he wore when he was fielding. Okay. He was the only person in baseball who wore one of those at the time. And Ricky Henderson had completely forgot that he played with him the year before. <laughs> he's like, Ricky, it's me, John, <laughs> the guy who was on your team all last year. <laughs> That's a good one. And it's probably more fable than story, but it's still a good story. No, I like that one. Isn't it weird for the Cowboys? <sighs> how whenever Tony, because Tony Romo was obviously a loser. Whoa. Isn't it weird? That they put the rookie loser Dak Prescott in to play right away. And then he went on to also be a loser. Like that's, it's, it's like the opposite of Packers quarterbacks. Is there any context yeah. there? Yeah. Is there any, any any context to this calling them a loser? No, uh, just, just, oh, just these just, two. Is, oh, go ahead. Just stats. Yeah, just these just stats. two and four as a postseason a, starter. Okay. Just a history of losing. Yeah, that's yeah, all. Let me, let me just see. If the, let me so see he's if got that 333 playoff win percentage, second worst over the last 10 postseasons among 23 quarterbacks with five-plus playoff starts. Yeah. Trailing behind world beater Alex Smith. <laughs> Look, I'll defend Romo. You're not going to catch me on here defending Dak too much. Oh, because you can't. Well, because it, it's, it's, not, it's harder. Not. It's harder. One and Cooper Rush. He could potentially make me look foolish this year if I was to join the bandwagon you guys are on and just trashing him. And what if he comes out and has an MPV, MVP season? Then what? Who's this guy singing the anthem? Is he like a, a lineman for the Seahawks? There's no way that he's going to come out and have an MVP season. No way? Literally no way. No way. Oh, because of the talent level. He's not good. The yeah. talent level that he has on his team based off just around The talent level he has around him ridiculous. seriously helps. Why wouldn't he, like, if he just has, if he just plays average, he should put up a way above average numbers. If he just If he just continues to play like Dak Prescott, then they'll get into the playoffs and lose the first round again. His two playoff wins, this is real. 2022 and 2018. And then those seasons, it was over Tampa Bay, who was 8-9, and nine, had a losing record in the playoffs. With a blind Jameis Winston as quarterback? Or is that the Tom Brady year? Blind Jameis Winston. Okay. And the 10-6 and six Seattle Seahawks, who had a combined record of 18-15, and 15, which is, get this, the lowest opponent win percentage of playoff wins in the 109 quarterbacks who have ever won a postseason contest. Yeah, but he's got Brandon Cooks now. The only games <laughs> he's ever won is against the worst teams to ever be in the playoffs. He's not just actually, he's statistically the worst but he's so nice, well, Fred. He's, really nice he's a nice yeah. guy. He's good at Madden. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um. I, I got here. You know, the quarterbacks who have won the most games since 2016. Right. Okay. That's when, that's when Dak was was drafted. Right. Sure. I mean, maybe no so one this, keeps so, up with that. Uh, okay. I do. So it's 2016, and <laughs> let's go down these these list of names here. Okay. Tom Brady, number one. The, that tracks. Sure. Aaron Rodgers, number two. That's. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes, number three. Okay. Yeah, you're naming the good ones. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because they're all in the same category here. You know. So then, Russell Wilson. Don't 
count last Ooh. year. All right. Interesting. Falling off a little bit Take the whole here. sample Whoa. size. All right. <laughs> this next one's a big fall off, but stick with me here. Okay. Kirk Cousins, but. Oh, man. He's You're on not, a great team. Got a bunch of world beaters here, huh? Oh, my goodness. All right, let's this go. not going and then, great. And then comes Dak Prescott. But yeah. No, outside yeah, that's of perfect. Kirk, outside of Kirk Cousins. He's Kirk Cousins yeah. and Russell Wilson adjacent. That sure. tracks. If Kirk Cousins okay, and Russell it. Wilson had a baby. Yeah, it would be Dak Prescott's yeah. loser ass. Mm-hmm. You know, I unfortunately, that's... <laughs> I think that's a good comparison. Yeah. Are Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. Yeah, completely average. Uh, Long gone are the days of Roger Stallback and Troy Aikman. Romo was good. Come on. Romo was good. No, we just said that he wasn't. Romo was good. We proved it. He don't win. You said that about Dak, but he's... They're the same. Mm. They're... Got three less wins than Mahomes since 2016. They are... And we'll be stuck there forever. Yeah. <laughs> he also has two less Super Bowls than Mahomes. This is true. Now, you give us Mahomes, I don't think we lose. Who's us? Us, Cowboy Nation, America's team. Congratulations on the promotion, Isaiah, to the front <laughs> office of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> We're really they happy need it. for you here. They need it. Is this your last day? It's not even the season yet. And this <laughs> Monday Night Football talk, and the Cowboys are already taking an L. That's just how we roll. That's how we Cowboy Nation roll. Double-digit wins again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Second place in division. Ah. Get a wild card. Uh-huh. Then lose to whoever they're playing in the playoffs. That's you, your season, Cowboys You guys fan. thought we were going to lose to Brady. You you call that team bad now, but if I bet if we go back and check the recordings. Didn't they have a losing record, too? I don't believe yeah, so. They did. They were 8-9. That's who you were talking about. So I they, had they, it wrong on Jameis Winston. I thought so. I was. I didn't want to make a comment. I didn't remember seeing us play Jameis in the playoffs. Yeah. The 47-year-old Tom Brady. Oh, gosh. AARP recent recipient Tom Brady. Can you imagine being a Cowboys fan born in 1997? <laughs> it's been the only reason tough. the Bucks <laughs> lost that week is because the training staff didn't get Brady's <laughs> milk of magnesia levels right. Wild that Jerry Jones said he made a deal with God. That was stupid. He should not have done that. To do what? Get those charges dropped? There was that. <laughs> so I'm at a deal with this grand wizard. What? What? Whoa, Jerry, whoa, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. A grand one? 96, or excuse me, 6-6 six, six to 96. Five Super Bowl wins, eight Super Bowl appearances, 16 NFC championships, 32 and 19 playoff record. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. 1997 to 2022. Zero Super Bowl wins, zero Super Bowl appearances, zero NFC championships, four and 11 in the playoffs. Since 1997, four playoff wins. That's all they have. They have nothing. Wayne wants to hop on and join you guys' bandwagon. Whenever, oh, whenever we get back from the break, friend of the show, Wayne, will join us. Please let Wayne know he's going to sit through a commercial. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Randy Arena hits a street piece. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, Wayne. Wayne, welcome, brother. Hey, I wanted to chime in because uh, your producer was talking about how great Tony Romo was, and I, as a Cowboys fan, I definitely do not remotely agree with that. I think he was definitely <laughs> an athlete, but he tried. He did more than what his abilities were, and I think that's why there was times where he was like, wow, he looks great, and then sometimes you're like, wow, what was he doing? Because I don't think his uh, attributes or his skills – really uh, contributed to his actual play. I think he did 
he tried way too much than his abilities allowed him to do. So that's why he had some good games and some bonehead things. You're like, what was he thinking? And so as I can... a fan, I was frustrated to watch him play. But I think the reason why, I mean, the main reason why the Cowboys haven't won Super Bowl either is because you realize that they put the salary cap rule in place the year after they got Deion Sanders and then and, and they used their own money Good point. to get Deion Sanders to, to get them. And ever since then, they haven't won. And what's, what's ironic about that is they're the most the most lucrative franchise in, in all sports. I mean, the second one to them is, is $600 million behind them. So, I mean, I think, I mean, look how successful the Yankees mostly are. And, and it's because there is no really genuine salary cap and you could pay whoever. I think there's times you've lost good players because you just can't keep them. And he's not good as far as managing that per se. I think he, he, he would pay everybody as much as they wanted if he could. And he, he has, doesn't have the ability to do that because he has an emotional attachment to some of these players and he pays them way too much. And then it hurts their salary cap. And then they're having to rebuild and, Lately, they've been trying to do it through the draft, um, but I think it's going to hurt us in a couple of years when when Parsons is up and Diggs is up, and uh, I think we're not going to be able to keep some of these players because of the franchise. I think the only way Cowboys can be successful again is, is right now, based on what they have in athletes, because they're not going to be get, they'll be down in the dumps again in the next couple of years because they have the money to do it, but the but the NFL has put handcuffs on the Cowboys. To, to be that. And I think I think it should be like that. It's just like any business you run. If you're successful, your success should matter on the field as well as far as I mean, you, when you, you produce based on what you're putting out there. And I think that's how it should be handled. But nobody really wants to see that. They rather, it's all about socialism and everybody gets a piece of the pie and everybody gets an opportunity. And I just hate this whole men- montage about everybody gets a trophy, including uh, teams and everywhere else, but I just I had to chime in on that. But hope you have a good day, Mangus. Appreciate it, Wayne. Yes, sir. The Dallas Cowboys are a wildly successful business. You yeah. got that part right. Profitability. So is McDonald's. Yep. McDonald's also sucks. That's a good point. Yeah. Cow- well, the Cowboys are the McDonald's of football. One point one point one seven billion. Three years is the last three years of their operating income. That's double the next closest, which is the New England Patriots. This includes all sports. So, if I may, really quickly. Sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, I have to ask. Yeah, I mean, just... for, uh, I, I was hoping that Wayne would be able to, to stay on because I had a question I wanted to ask him. I'll help. But, <laughs> great. <laughs> so, what he said, I can slightly agree with, right? To an extent. Mm-hmm. Romo did try to do a lot very often, but... This was early in his career. I am a guy who goes off what you've shown me last. And if you guys go look at Romo's last healthy season, 2014, the reason he didn't win MVP is because Rodgers threw for over 40 touchdowns and like four or five picks. Romo had a great year. He was first in almost every category. He did not throw a bunch of timely interceptions. I think he had eight on the year, and three came in the first half of his first game back, right? And then I also have... A couple of stats here I wanted to pull up really quickly (laughs) Mm -hmm. to just back my boy Romo up. So he's fourth in all-time passer rating, okay? And everyone rips on his playoff record, but he's got a better passer rating in playoff games than Tom Brady does. These are things that you just wouldn't wouldn't think of. And also, you show me a quarterback that's going to break his rib and puncture his lung 
enter the game, win the game, and not miss any games moving forward. We don't have anybody else for Dallas that might push through that pain. Break for, it da- up. for Dallas, no. Or in the NFL period. Well, hold up. Phillip Rivers played with a torn ACL. I mean, like we could run that. We could run that list super easily. Okay, so if you, we can make the argument that it's harder for a quarterback to play with a punctured lung than a torn ACL because well, it could have easily been Rivers' front foot, which means he doesn't have to plant off. Off the top of my head, Matt Stafford over the Cleveland Browns coming back in to throw into the game bombs with what injury? There's there's lots of them. That's what I'm trying to say. Brett Favre played high on Percocet for 20 years. And he's the toughest quarterback ever. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, drugs. Terrell Owens (laughs) would have been a Super Bowl MVP with a broken ankle if the Eagles had won the Super Bowl. Okay, so let's look at the names you're having to bring up. Studs. Exactly. Ronnie Lott took his own finger off. Exactly. You know who's not on this list? Donovan McNabb had that broken ankle too. Remember Mm -hmm. that? Sure did. Another stud. I put Romo in the same category as him. No, hold on. Ah, you're hold proving on. my point. Those guys were winners. David Smith played with a separated shoulder. I just, and it sucks for a Dallas Cowboys fan born after 1997 because Cowboys have only won four playoff games since 1997. It sucks for you guys. It sucks for you guys. We got 10,038 days since they were last in the NFC Championship game. Hey, this is not a punchline here. Zay and those like Zay think that Darren McFadden and Joseph Randall and Alfred Morris were good running backs. No, they no. were not. <laughs> no, I'm not one of those guys. I had high hopes for Darren McFadden. Not gonna lie. <sighs> well, you know, if Lance Dunbar would have got some more lux, no. I was I was upset about us letting Murray go, so I was not happy about the McFadden deal at all. I never had hope for it. I was a Murray guy. Des guy, Romo guy, Zeke guy. Murray. Every every cowboy guy I know has been singing Tony Pollard's praises for three years now. Now he has a chance. Now he's going to be the number one guy. What's going to be the excuse this year? Hey, and he's already played 60 games. I'm going to give you a spoiler alert, Dallas Cowboys. He's not the guy. He broke his leg. Who are we talking about, Pollard? Not the guy at all. The guy who led the league in yards per touch? He... Uh, if that is true, which I would have to double check. Look it up. I got you. He is not the guy averaging 42 rush yards a game in his NFL career. Home run derby starts off with Randy Rosarena putting on a show, dropping 24 bombs in the first round. His first round opponent, Adelise Garcia. Do you know what Adelise Garcia and Randy Arozarena have in common, they Fred. Both, they both love uh, bleacher creatures because they just keep hitting balls out there to them. They both played for the St. Louis Cardinals minor uh, league organization I did know and were traded away for peanuts. Now they're both all-stars, and they're going against each other in the home run derby. Big bacon makers right there. Big bacon makers. Randy oh. Rosarina traded for... Left-handed pith- pitcher Matthew Libertor. Yeah, the so the interesting about where's the, he at? Uh, he ain't playing the game no more. the The thing that's interesting about the Cardinals on the trade deadline is at the end of every season where they're in the mix, which is basically every season until this season, they're the worst team in the history of baseball this year. At the very end of every season, they trade for two starters for their playoff push, and they've done this every year for the last mm-hmm. ten years. So you end up trading away some dudes that become dudes. And this has happened forever with the Cardinals. 
that's yeah, they do do that. Yeah, like that year Matthew Libator was still just a prospect. He would he didn't even play for him that year. The, so the problem was Rosarina had um, not the best energy in the organization. He wanted more money than when he came over from Cuba slash Mexico or whatever. And then they were like, "Listen, hot shot." Pop quiz, hot shot. Yeah. And Jose Akendo was like, my bad. Even worse than Randy Rosarina, your Cardinals traded Adelise Garcia for Jimmy Herget? Yeah, no clue. Like, they just gave him away. And these two dudes are hitting taters and nukes back yeah. to back here. Two of, like, the t- ten best baseball players in the world this year. Give them away for peanuts. Who right now are in primetime in Seattle at the All-Star game. Just put in mother hushers all over this diamond. And we're like, yeah. Adelise Garcia, Randy Rosarino, they might as well both put on little twin eye patches because they are hitting long dong silvers all over the place. These guys counting threes because they just keep going yard after yard. Oh, my gosh. Three feet at a time. That's what I'm saying. It's all about the pitcher. It's got to be nerve-wracking pitching in this, no? Not if, if you're if you're yeah, as long as you're piping them down the yeah. middle. It's the definition of you had one job. If you're unintentionally, intentionally walking people in the home run <laughs> derby, that's a bad look. Throwing sliders. Mm-hmm. This is a hell of a start to the home run derby. And this whoever this Beasley cat is putting over here for Garcia, because Garcia is just man slapping them. Like nothing is well watch He's, out. I haven't seen a hit like this. Since uh, Victor Wimbiama's security guard, yeah, Will Will Smith and <laughs> he Chris is Rock. hitting hard. Oh, yours was more relevant. Just just newer. <laughs> Are there... I, I haven't he, I haven't seen hits like this since the Bee Gees. Seattle, <laughs> Seattle hasn't seen hits like this since Pearl Jam's ten. More on the program whenever we get back. Head coach of New Mexico Islands Cowboys football team, Ron Hudson, joins us. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports. Back on the program, watching the home run derby. Now we're watching it with a friend, head coach of the New Mexico Islands Cowboys, Ron Hudson, joining What's us. What's up, gentlemen? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Great to be here. Pull that up just a little bit to your face, coach. Yes, sir. You're a loud guy. I am. <laughs> Get you on the AM and the FM. <laughs> How's the football team doing up there in Highlands? You know what? Well, we're really, really excited. Uh, we've had a heck of an offseason. Um, really excited about the the guys that are coming back yeah. and the additions that we had, and uh, uh, just the, excited about the 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 direction that the program and the university are going. There you go. That's yeah. what's up. The we obviously football is. I mean, it's year round. There's not a way sure. to describe yep. it, right? So so it, it's almost the second that the the last game ends of the year. You're into the off season the next day, right? So, Absolutely. So it's been it's you've been recruiting for what seems like six months now. Is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's all over the country. It's like an eight hour span from Vegas. Like who you've been targeting, who you've been bringing in, well, and how many of those guys are New Mexico athletes? Great, great question. Well, we've got we're going to bring in. You know, again, when I took over, one of the things that I was going to focus on, we were going to recruit the state of New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, as part of our as part of our footprint, six hour radius is really what we're looking at. Sure. Into so, Texas, into Denver, into Arizona. Uh, and then junior colleges, specifically kind of the California junior colleges, because sure. there's, there's a lot of them. They that, pass it a lot out th- there. Th- they pass it a lot. But there's a lot of – there's a, a, a bunch of junior colleges out there, more so than any other place. And those 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 universities, the junior colleges themselves, they'll have forty to 50,000 students. They're, 
they're a normal progression for California students. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get to UCLA or wherever they want to go. So they'll spend their first two years at the community college and go. So these guys were bringing in from there. They're they're transferring in from a school that's had forty thousand students. That's uh, that's really been they're 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 in real classes. Yeah, they're doing real schoolwork. So we're very very excited about those guys too. I mean, New Mexico Highlands an easy sell. It's a beautiful part of the country. Cool little mountain you town. Got a cool little mountain town. Fun stuff to do all around town. I mean, what what's your pitch to these young men when you start selling Good them question. New Mexico Highlands? When you're in the living room. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? There's a couple things, and it's uh, the the first thing is. Uh, you know, I, I pitch our staff and our school and our administration what we're doing, what we're trying to get done. You know, I talk to every single one of them about getting a college degree. And, and that's that I know there are a lot of people that say that's the start of their pitch. But that's really what we do, because we believe our staff believes that that if you find guys that want to get a college degree that are serious about those kind of things in life, uh, the other things tend to take care of themselves. Those guys, if they if they want to get a college degree, if they're working hard, whether they're a four or two point five, mm. but they're sincerely interested in getting a college degree, they've got goals and they're driven. Those characteristics tend to carry over to the to the locker room, to the weight room, to the meeting room, and to the field. So that's the first thing we start off with. So, and I think there's a lot of parents that that appreciate that that that's the first thing that we hit them with is is we have a great degree, we have a great school, you can get a great education, but it's a priority at our place. So it's not just something that, hey, listen, you can get it if you want or no. You know, we talk about that. I don't want guys coming there that don't want to get a college degree. We're not looking for guys that just want to play ball. So I think in the homes, when I sit down there, the, the student athletes enjoy that, but I think the parents really do. We, and, then, and then we take it from there and we start talking about, okay, let's talk about the school and what it offers in the town and the community. And it is a unique place. You know, in this day and age, we learned in, with COVID that you could sit in your in your bathrobe in your kitchen and, and do just about anything you want online. Sure. So right. for for us, what we're selling is the experience. Hey, you're going to get that that college experience. You're going to get away. You're going to go someplace that's unique, that's really cool. We're up in the mountains. We've got ski resorts all around us. We've got rivers. We've got lakes. We've got great fishing up there. We've got great football. The RMAC is is if not the best, one of the top D2 conferences in the country. We had a team play for a national championship from our conference this year. We had the the Harlan Hill is the Division II Heisman Trophy, the best player in, in D2 football. That guy came from our conference this year as well. It's really, really good football. So a kid can get great education, they can have great football, and they can have a great college experience. So that's what we're selling. We have an ex- Sign me up. Yeah, right. We have an example of it right here, former New Mexico Island Cowboy Defensive end Isaiah Johnson working here at the program. Isaiah, <laughs> doing great, doing great. Isaiah and I originally met on the field. He was playing. He's playing the game. Yep. And then uh, when I was working with the university, no longer am. When I was yep. working with the university, uh, Isaiah was like, "Hey Fred, you know, like I love the game of football or whatever. When I, but when I grow up, I want to be you." You remember that Isaiah when you said that? Isaiah, it, do you remember that exact conversation? It, it, verbatim, right? He's along those lines. Yeah, he, he said, I'm, t- "I'm trying to be like you." I said. I'm trying to be like you, Isaiah. You're... But I would love, I would love to swap places. There we go. Right <laughs> so, but no, the New Mexico Highlands athlete goes on to be what New Mexico professional, and that I mean that's a fact. I've seen yes. it a ton in the two years that I was there, and and now all these kids from New Mexico that are entering the university, they're going to have a chance to do what? And I'm going to tell you this: Highlands alum stays in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I see him here in Albuquerque. I was down in El Paso just a couple weeks ago 
for the sorry. Yep. Yeah. 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 You're bad. But Highlands, Highlands alum is in Las Cruces. It's in El Paso. It's in yep. the surrounding areas. Yes. It does exist. Uh, play on the field, though, right? The game has changed at the D2 level. Yep. It is not what it was 10 years ago. It is not. It is not the wing tee. It's not the run nope. game. You're going to have guys slinging it. Who's under center? Mike Jackson coming back? Gage Mike, coming back? Mike What's Jackson's up? Mike Jackson's coming back. We got Gage, Gordiola coming back. You know, Mike Mike wound up being the starter uh, week two through five or so and kind of got dinged. And Gage Gordiola, who's a New Mexico guy. Two-sport uh, athlete, yep, man. Yep, played, it, baseball. played at NIMI. Yep, he yep. plays baseball also. Played at NIMI, won a national championship at NIMI, and he was really the first signee we had. When I, when yeah. I first got the job, he's the first guy I signed on the dotted line. I knew I wanted to recruit New Mexico, and I knew I wanted a guy that come from winning programs. Gage is a great young man, uh, first-class character, two-sport athlete, yeah. and really played a bunch of football for us. So those two guys are competing. We've got a number of other guys as well, some New Mexico guys. So it's the quarterback spot is, is deeper than it has been there in some time. Like that. We'll step away for a second where we get back more with Coach Ron Hudson of the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. Also, we'll give you an update on the home run derby. Um, well, Adley, Adley Rushman's putting on a show. Already an all-timer. Already an all-timer. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Breath could be Back on the program. All right, so how many did this Rushman kid hit? 27. Oh, what? Boom. Luis Robert Jr. has got some work to do. He's done. That's the guy you picked, too. Hey, and no, that's not my guy. Oh, okay. Adley Rushman. I mean, this happens every year. The story doesn't get old, though. Dad was throwing to him. Exactly. I was literally going to ask that. Love That's it. so cool. <laughs> Love it. That is so cool. Yeah. Joining us on the program. And usually, you know, Dad's super nervous, and yeah. he's like unintentionally, intentionally walking the player, yeah. throwing balls all around the zone. He was piping them. Coach, pull that right up to your face. Ron yes, Hudson sir. joining us, head coach of the Mexico Islands Cowboys. You're a Cincinnati guy? I'm a Cincinnati Red man. That's you exactly are. right. Big Red Machine, baby. Where's Ellie De La Cruz right now? Why isn't he in this home? Tell me game? about it. Tell me about the hottest guy in baseball. Physically and play-wise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure. He's unreal. He stole three bags over the course of two pitches. Two Dude, pitches, it's, it's, three It was bags. like Little League. It was like, I mean, you look at him play, yeah. it's like he's playing Little League. Watch how many kids are going to have that nub on the end of that bat here sure. at the, the end of this, this summer. Were you a baseball guy first? I feel like a lot of football guys were baseball guys first. I was. I was a baseball guy fan-wise because I, I was born in Ohio. Mm. And I was yeah. I was there in the seventies when the Big Red Machine. Yeah, I mean that was it. Ohio State football and the Big Red Machine were kind of what I cut my teeth on. And like I've told you before, we've lived all over the world. My dad was in the Air Force, but but I was always tied to Ohio to Cincinnati. So, but yeah, I was a big baseball guy growing up. Really into it. Didn't play high school foot. Didn't play football until I got my freshman year in high school here in Albuquerque at Highland High School. Oh, okay, wild. Yeah. The well, we we'll use like Isaiah Johnson as an example. Good defensive end, really good collegiate athlete. Could not hit a baseball to save his life. Nope. If, At you, all. if you hand Isaiah a baseball bat, he will set it down and apologize for wasting your time. <laughs> You're right. Was that your skill set at baseball too, Coach? Uh, exactly. I yeah. was a great first baseman. I was a great first baseman. And if we were playing in a league where you had a pinch hitter, you were pinch hitting for me because they were throwing juice. And, and I, was, I was taking cuts now. And if I got it, if it was going to go a long way. I don't but hate that. But there was a whole bunch of times those guys were standing back there chuckling. I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I can drop bombs with a baseball bat, but Fred doesn't invite me to play basketball. No, not anymore. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> Coach, how old are you? You're just a shade I, older than me. I am 58. Okay. So you remember late That's 90s. one of the best-looking 58s I've yeah, ever seen strong. in my life. Super Thank strong you. looking. 
So late nineties, steroid era, all that kind yep, of stuff. Yep. Ken Gravy Jr., right? Yep. So Ken Gravy Jr. One of my favorite. Who, what a how great... can he not be? Yes. He's gotta be the new logo, right? Yes. He has to yes. be. Yes. Him holding that bat, the left there's something sexy about a left handed bat, too. Absolutely. And and his his sleek silhouette, you know how good that's gonna look in, in that logo. I mean, he was and and the smile. Yeah, the the only yeah. difference is you may want the hat on backwards. Just yeah, just, have just to. because. Well, in vain, you pointed out every at batter here in this home run derby wearing the hat backwards as Robert Jr. is chasing one, and that might be the swamp dong. Nope, it's over. Did not get it. He's nope. now hold on. Doesn't he got some bonus time? Oh, he tied him anyways. They're not oh, he just time. went ahead of him. Last swing hit his twenty eighth ball. Oh no! Is that to tie or go <laughs> ahead? Is it twenty seventh? This is musty. This TV. is tied. This yep. is wild. To me, Coach Hudson, you're joining us on the program. So we're in July. Do you play your first game in August? Is that real? August, August thirty first. What at Eastern New Mexico? It's exactly. It's right around the corner. Well, all right. So I'm no longer with Highlands. Do I need to go to Portales? Do I need to get a green polo and throw it on? Is that what you're saying? A green polo? Am I rooting against you now, Coach? Nope. Oh, okay. I got a a purple polo. I got a cowboy (laughs) hat and some boots, and you're going to be on the sideline. You're going to – we'll give you the cowboy flag, and you'll lead us on the field. Oh, there we go. Get a little horsey boy, just go Absolutely. Oh, I like it. I like that. We were talking – this. so I'm no longer the broadcaster for New Mexico Islands University, and this is the first time in my adult life I've had weekends free. Mm -hmm. I can choose to go to a game as a fan? This is wild to me. You know what? It's kind of funny. I, I've been coaching. I've been coached for thirty-five years, and so there really hasn't been a a, a fall where I've had weekends that I could just be a fan and do that. No. And I talked to guys, friends, my friends in the profession that are retired, set out a year, and what it was like and what they did. So you know, we've played a couple at, at up there at at uh, um, Highlands. We played a couple. We played a Thursday night game last year to open the season. Right. So that Saturday we had off. So I was able to actually come down. I came down to UNM and watched their game. And I got a chance. You know, we did our work, everything. I came down that Saturday and got a chance to tailgate for a couple hours and kind of be a normal person. Being a fan at college football is awesome. It's wild. Sure. It's fantastic. I, I went to a Pac-12, but Pac-10 at the time school. And Saturday afternoons in Pac-12 football are unmatched. Well, from my experience, I'm sure they're matched. In the SEC, I'm sure the match in the ACC, I'm sure they're all equal. But, yeah, it was a really unique experience. You were talking about UNM for a second. There's a fellowships amongst New Mexico coaches. Danny Gonzalez and his UNM program. Coach, there's life there, right? Yes, there really is. It's You know, he's a tremendous coach. He's a great man. He's yeah. a great father. He's he's someone you'd want your kids to play for. He's a great He's a great guy. He's got a heck of a staff. I mean, you know, we've – They've opened themselves up. They've opened their, their offices up. They've opened practices up for everybody everybody in the state to come watch, to come mm-hmm. visit, talk ball with. So you're right. It is a brotherhood in this state. Foot, football is important in this state, but we, we all understand that we, want, we all want it to grow. And it only grows if we share, if we all get together, if we all talk X's and O's and share ideas, high school coaches, college coaches, Division two, II, Division three, II, Division one. you know, so – We've gotten a chance to get out and visit with all these coaches, and they're awesome guys. They really are. Do you think there's a growth path for coaches uh, from the high school level to the D1 level? Because we saw some real struggles with the offense of the Lobos last year. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the learning curve is so severe going from one to the other, or does it just take certain guys? You know, I think there's – I think there's – and this is going to sound like a a safe answer. I don't mean it to be that way. Sure. I think there's a lot of factors that go into that. I think – 
you know, sometimes if I think good coaches are good coaches. Sure. I think smart coaches are smart coaches. Coaches don't get dumb. Uh, they don't, you know, they're, they're smart. They're affected by a lot of other things. So, you know, sometimes, you know, when, when you see guys have success at one level and then they move up, they, whether it's uh, just happenstance or whether that's their fault, uh, sometimes they don't have the same tools as they did. You know, sometimes guys will be really good in high school uh, and their X's are better than your O's. And they're really good because they just have better talent. And they get to the college level and the, and the talent discrepancy may be different. And so the outcome may be different. But but smart football coaches are smart football coaches. And I think you, I think what you've seen, I think a lot of these guys that progress up, they're smart ball coaches. Sometimes they just get in tough situations. New fan of New Mexico Highlands is going to see what next year? You know what you're going to see? Uh, you know, first of all, we're really proud of the progress we made. Uh, you know, when we took over, and, and some of this stuff's going to be, it, it's tied together. It's going to sound like it doesn't at first, but it is. You're going to see a team uh, that we took over a year ago that really proud of the strides we've made, really happy with them. Uh, but what, you be, what you've seen after a year is you see a complete different approach, a, cl- a complete different mental makeup, a complete disciplined, a complete different disciplined football team. Every coach that we played talked about the change in discipline, uh, the administration, everybody we talked to around town, around campus. The discipline, the character of our football team has been number one. That's really been the number one factor. Character and, deg- and desire to get a college degree are top, are top in our uh, process as far as evaluating and choosing to who we're going to offer. We want good young men that want to get a college degree. Now, their talent level, we'd like their talent level to be high, and we think we've sure. got some really talented kids. But you're going to see guys that reflect that. You're going to see guys that play with great passion, but play with great discipline. You're going to see I, I, the example I can give you. The easiest one is we took over a team that had less than a 1.5 GPA. We're a 30 GPA team now. Boom. So we're, I mean, and it's and we're not done. We're growing. We're getting better. That's not good enough. So we continue to grow and improve, and that's a reflection of the character of these young men, what they're doing, and I think you're going to see it on the field. I think you'll see it when we interact with students on and off the field in the community. Starting on the road, the 31st in Portales against Eastern. That's going to be on the Lone Star Network. You can catch it there. Go catch every Highlands game at home. There's no reason to watch the broadcast anymore, Van. Yeah, you got to be there in person. got to be there in person. Yeah, you got to come on. Let's go too. up. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. Go up. Broadcasts. Well, I'm not going to be there. So that's the punchline there. We got it. Sorry. <laughs> Coach Hodgson, thank you for taking the time, brother. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for what you guys do. Oh, I like Appreciate that. you, Coach. Isaiah Johnson, good job today. Thank you. Isaiah. How you doing, Coach? Good, brother. Van, final word? <laughs> Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but anything we didn't cover, which is most likely ample. Yeah. Make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff and JJ. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.